Chapter 2 Wearing handcuffs and escorted by an armed Tommy, Kurt was delivered in an army truck to Camp 20 in Latchmere Road, forty minutes' bone-shaking drive from SIS headquarters. He was instantly dismayed by the sight of the building, a dilapidated three-story mansion standing in its own grounds, surrounded on all sides by two rings of cheerless, ten-foot-high barbed wire fence. A sentry guarded the only entrance. The Tommy marched Kurt inside, released him to a look-alike, and departed. Two guards frog-marched him into a room with bare floorboards and no furniture. The place had the disinfectant reek of a hospital, but with a layer of terror and body odours. They removed the handcuffs and ordered him to strip. Kurt removed his clothes. One of the guards clicked his fingers. "'And the watch?' Kurt removed his watch and handed it over. The guards gave him a threadbare shirt in duck-egg blue, a matching pair of wafer-thin trousers, and light shoes with no laces. "'What about underwear?' he asked. "'No talking,' said one guard. "'Sprechen verboten!' said the other one, in a comic German accent, spraying Kurt's face with spittle. Kurt put on the clothes. The pants barely reached his shins. They led him down a bare corridor to another room, opened the door without knocking, and pushed him inside. A stern-faced man in a uniform of an officer sat behind a desk. Kurt assumed this must be Lieutenant Colonel Stevens. The guard stood at the door. Kurt remained standing. There was nowhere to sit. "'Herr Aldous Drexler, where do you come from?' Stevens spoke in flawless German, his accent difficult to place. Kurt replied in German— I'm from Munich. His stomach growled. He hadn't eaten since breakfast, eight hours earlier. Stevens peered at him through a monocle that appeared welded to his right eye. When and why did you arrive on British soil? I have been here since early 1939. I was on a student exchange when the war broke out. I couldn't get home. The colonel's lip curled in a sneer. Ah, the student exchange! If I had a fennig for every time I've heard that yarn, I would be a very rich man. You'd be well advised to come up with something more original than that when you speak to my men. Kurt watched as Stevens's jaw moved. He was grinding his molars. Either that, or he had saved some titbits from his last meal. Kurt did his best to suppress a smile. You find something amusing? Kurt shook his head. Nothing. It was a passing thought. Share it with us. Kurt assembled a plausible story as he spoke. You remind me of an uncle of mine, a shoemaker from Wiesbaden. How do I remind you of him? Stevens glared at Kurt. He wore an eyeglass like yours. You find my eyeglass amusing? Not at all, sir, said Kurt, his stomach disagreeing with him loudly. The Tommy by the door cleared his throat. Leave us, said the colonel and the guard left the room. Stevens waited until the door was closed, then continued in a moderated tone. I hope Colonel Underwood has explained your purpose here. The prisoners in Camp 20 are all known or suspected enemy agents. Our task is to extract the maximum amount of information from them in the minimum time. We are particularly interested in their methods of communicating with their handlers in Germany— Your job is to infiltrate and gather information. If you recognize anyone, you must let me know immediately. Do you understand? Yes, sir.
It will be vital to maintain the fiction, said Stevens. As long as the prisoners think of you as one of their own, they will be unguarded in what they say in your presence. If the prisoners suspect for a moment that you're working for us, you will learn nothing and it's quite possible they may kill you. For this reason, none of my men have been told who you really are. As far as they know, you are just another enemy agent, and you will be treated accordingly. Is that clear? Kurt shivered. Yes, Colonel. We shall talk again. Stevens strode to the door and opened it. Guard, bring this prisoner to his dormitory. The guard came in and escorted Kurt from the Colonel's office. Kurt wasn't certain what he had expected, but the short interview had been a strange, surreal experience. The Colonel's message was clear. He was in for a rough passage. His guard took him to the top.